Hey team, just dropping in to say hi and hope you're enjoying the contest. You can vote in round two this weekend, Saturday, for the stage right divisions and Sunday for the stage left division. So make sure to head over to Instagram, follow us at In The Spot Pod and at Goodspeed Musicals and make your voice heard. And now on to the results. Hello everyone and welcome to Movie Musicals March Madness. My name is Michael Fling. I'm an artistic associate here at Goodspeed. We're so thrilled that you're here to join us for the results, the live results of round one of the stage left division voting in our um, Movie Musical March Madness tournament. Of course, as you saw beforehand, we are all, we're here and doing this again because of the excitement of Goodspeed on the launch of Goodspeed on Demand and the stream of passing, uh, the 2019 production of Passing Through that we did at the Terrace Theater, which is uh, just uh, amazing and wonderful. And so uh, we're here uh, because of that. And I'm gonna bring into the stream, um, the person I would choose to walk across the country with, Annika Chapin, Goodspeed's resident dramaturg and other artistic associate. Hello, Annika. Hi. Why, Michael, was that a passing through reference you just made? It, it was a passing through reference um, because uh, I also realized, spoiler alert, um, we're going to be releasing a bonus podcast that is all about passing through. And that is the intro I use. And uh, yeah. Going live is fun. You can't edit. <laughs> I think it's good. It just shows how much passing through is on our mind as it's it should be on as viewers because it is streaming on Goodspeed On Demand. If you have not watched it yet, please do so. Uh, it's really a gift to yourself. Really, really, really it is. Okay. So let's get to the meat and potatoes of why we're here to uh, steal a uh, phrase from the culture at large, I guess. Um, we've got our round one. I keep wanting to say round two because it's the oh, second day of voting, but it's still yeah. round one um, yeah. of the other half of the bracket, which is the stage left division. Um, just so we can all um, kind of take a gander at what the upstage, this is the upstage right division that I, or upstage left division that I am gonna throw up here. We've got The Wizard of Oz against the last five years, number one seeded Wizard of Oz against number 16 seeded the last five years, a number eight seeded Music Man against a number nine seeded Nightmare Before Christmas, a number five seeded Bandwagon against a number 12 seeded Brandy Cinderella, uh, four seated All That Jazz against a 13 Easter Parade, six Fiddler on the Roof, 11 Les Mis, three Mimi in St. Louis, 14 Xanadu, seven Hello Dolly, 10 Guys and Dolls, and two American in Paris, and finally, and certainly not least, 15 Newsies. So, Annika, I'm going to throw it to you for a second. What do you think is, uh, I'm going to throw up your predictions and let you talk about what you think is going to happen today, or what, at least what you said you think is going to happen, um, you think is going to happen. Is that English? I don't even know at this point. Um, but you've got Newsies, like, taking the whole bracket. So how are you nervous going into today that it may get eliminated because of an American in Paris? Yes, extremely. I think uh, my uh, predictions weren't so hot in the first round, so... You know, I don't know. I mean, I, I definitely stand by some of this. I feel like on on the up on the left side in general, we have like more obvious winners or we have very close ones, you know? Like I feel like the the other side we did the other day, it felt like Either it was going to be like, like, oh, it's like I'm 75% sure this one's going to take it, maybe 25% for this one. This one, I feel like it's either like 100 to zero or 50-50. So I don't know. I'm not confident. I mean, I mean, I, mean, I just say mm -hmm. I'm nervous about my predictions, too, because I feel like the stage left division is where I've got like so many upsets happening. And I'm yeah. not I, I don't know that they're all going to happen. Like I was I yeah. kind of went, like. I think because I was so um, like mainstream in the picks on stage right, I was like, okay, I gotta have like a lot of options <laughs> of upsets. So I feel like I have been, I don't know, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, and also, I mean, I think also it's hard because, you know, for some of this, it's like, what movies did you grow up watching? Right. You know? And I think because movies are something you can, it's not something on stage, you can put it in your, you know, well, put it in your VCR if you're my age <laughs> when you're a kid. But like, you know, now you can just put it on your TV whenever you want to. So I think it's really different. Like for me, Hello Dolly dominated my childhood and I never watched Bedknobs and Broomsticks or Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. But for someone else, 
Chitty Chitty Bang Bang might be that movie or High School Musical if they're a little younger. You know, it's like it, we're dealing with things that are really close to people's hearts, but it's a little bit hard to predict what that is because we're not sort of limited to time in the same way we are with shows on stage. Sure. And I have to say, too, um, yeah, the VCR comment is very real. And like, do you remember like that when uh, like the Sound of Music copy that I grew up with was oh, yeah. two VHSs. Two like VHSs. It, you took a break at intermission. Like you took a oh, break. Yeah. Now it's like expected that you like sit, you know, kind yeah. of get 15 minutes. But it's like, no, like a 15 second, like, hey, no. Um, So the VCR comment, I, I feel deeply in, in my heart. Um, And yeah, like I said, this is that's what I threw up. So I have, I don't wait, I didn't take, I didn't show what I have like, winning the whole bracket, but or winning this whole division, which is I have Roger Hammerstein Cinderella winning this division as like the Cinderella story of the tournament, ironically, or not so, you know, ironically yeah. enough. Um, but let's go ahead and get to results because we have so many to get through. And uh, there's there's lots to do. I'm I, as we've uh, learned the technical capabilities of Michael, uh, we I've got multiple mice, computer mouse, sitting here, computer mouse, computer mice, um, between the various setups. So this is our very first matchup. We've got a one-seeded Wizard of Oz against a 16-seeded last five years, and probably not to the surprise of too many, uh, the Wizard of Oz is easily, easily going to take this one with about three-fourths of the vote. I have to say, I'm, I think it's really interesting and telling that last five years got about a quarter of the vote. Yeah. Um, that's a really strong showing. I mean, honestly, we debated back and forth, like whether or not to include last five years. And I was like, I think we should, like we gotta have some contemporary and a lot of people really like it. It was streaming for a while. You can now see it for free on YouTube, but we kind of went back and forth. Cause we're like, I don't know, if, do people even like know that it really happened? But I, I think it did, I mean, surprisingly well, I think, this result. Yeah. I'm, I'm sort of floored by this. I mean, I, you know, even though there are certainly like, I, there are a lot of fans of the last five years, the show um, for sure. I feel like the movie didn't quite register super highly. And there were some people who kind of felt like the whole idea of making it into a movie was sort of betrayed the concept that the show is, which is one of them at a time. So I'm just very surprised that it took 24% of this. That is a great showing for it. Maybe speaks to the strength of the show itself. Um, maybe some people are sick of the Wizard of Oz. I don't know, but well done last. I feel like this is a victory for last five years. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, honestly, like, I think it is, I think it is like a somewhat victory for it. I mean, I, because I was going to ask, what I was going to ask is like, do you think this is about the strength of last five years or a weakness of Wizard of Oz? I think I gravitate toward this is a strength of last five years, not necessarily... Yeah you know, about Wizard of Oz, but we'll see. I mean, famously last year, so many of our number one seeds like had really tough matchups um, and they weren't, you know, what is kind of critically considered to be the quote unquote best are not always what the people love best. And we're here for the people. Wow, we've got 27 people watching us. This is, <laughs> honestly, I know that sounds so probably lame to some people. Oh, now it's down to 20. Okay, well, anyway, <laughs> spoke too soon. You didn't um, want to be seen, Michael. <laughs> Um, I do think, though, we do have a reporter in the field with Kathy with a comment on on uh, this result. Jamie is probably feeling just fine. And I'm still hurting. She's hurting with the loss, though. It's really sad. But it's good to know that Jamie's fine. It's good to know yeah. Jamie's fine. All right. Our next matchup, we've got... A, an eight-seated Music Man versus a nine-seated Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, I think this one, you know, there was lots of difference between um, some of the platforms. I think Nightmare Before Christmas obviously gears toward a lot younger audience than Music Man does. Music Man had a tough time in the competition last year too, so we weren't quite sure how, how the movie would fare. Um, but it is gonna make it out of this round with about two thirds of the vote. So again, I don't know if that's a Music Man strength or a strength of Nightmare Before Christmas, I think you could kind of make an argument either way, but what are your thoughts on this, Anika? I mean, this was another one where I thought, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas struck me as one of the things that could be our like surprise underdog because there's so much love for it um, in a sort of cult favorite kind of way. Um, but I'm not ultimately really that surprised by this because 
the music man is a is like a, a really solid adaptation of that show i think this was something that probably a lot of our audience has seen and watched and loved nightmare before christmas certainly a little bit more niche so i mean i actually am kind of like you know but 33 is is pretty solid too like i think we're seeing that the smaller guys are like have their fans and perhaps there's just not quite as many vocal ones as the more established ones, which is not necessarily a surprise. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's super fair and real. And, and I would echo, I think the music man movie is a really great adaptation and not really talked about a lot as a good yeah. adaptation, but it's a solid movie. It works really well, like you know, as a movie, but also as a musical, they have their differences. I mean, I think I would ultimately say I prefer the stage show to the movie. Um, just with the, that weird song they added for um, Shirley Jones, or they okay. substituted instead of um, My White Knight. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but like My White Knight is like one of the greatest musical theater songs of all time, which you know my opinion on that if you've listened to In the Spotlight, Good Sweet Musicals podcast, where we deep dive into classic musicals one at a time. Yeah. Uh, you may be listening right now in this in the feed of the podcast, but uh, it's kind of shocking to me that they that they didn't include it, although I suspect it has something to do with Shirley Jones's. Uh, vocal ability but i think she's such a consummate it's hard to think she wouldn't like i she's such a consummate vocalist i don't know I, well I, although i don't know if this was true then but you know a lot of times now movie musicals will have to add a song so that they're eligible for the oscar so that is also a thing yeah so That's could be in that i'm not sure all right so our next matchup we've got a number five seated bandwagon against a number 12 seated roger hammerstein cinderella as known um now as the disney plus streaming uh hit but the 1997 telefilm starring brandy and whitney houston and bandwagon again one of those um all-time classics on a lot of those critical lists of like best music musical movies of all time uh but probably not a surprise here we do have an upset alert so we're going to go into the cross tabs and look at some of the data behind this i have to say what i was mo there's the fairy godmother um <laughs> the upset alert um but i have to say we're not going to actually go into the cross tabs cinderella wins with 80 percent of the vote over bandwagon i have to say i find this incredibly validating because i've said for a long time i think cinderella is going to be the cinderella story and I, I think this has a lot to do with cinderella's strength rather than a bandstand weakness but annika what, what are your thoughts yeah, I mean, I think you you made a really excellent call here. I mean, Cinderella, obviously, this just a modern day classic, especially this adaptation of it is really great. Um, and it's so much present in our minds because during this quarantine, it was made available on Disney Plus. So it has that going for it too. Bandwagon, I think, is just more obscure, lesser known. Um, just you know, not not one of the one of the big hit, heavy hitters that that could defeat this sort of new love of Cinderella. Also, I'm just gonna say, I'm like a little disturbed by Bandwagon's poster here. I'm just like looking. But at that's her. the famous. It's the, the I think that's the famous like uh, the famous shot from Dancing in the Dark. I believe is what that is. I haven't I'm actually. Sure it's very thrilling in the in in that dance sequence, but I'm just I don't know. I I also have to confess. I, Oh, sorry, I interrupted you. I have to confess, I've not seen Bandwagon, so I it's one it's on my list of like ones to see, but I it's not streaming anywhere, so it's a difficult one. Um, mm -hmm. But I, again, I I think our, our reporters in the field have comment um, from uh, Whitney and and Brandy on on this Cinderella victory. Um, Brilliant. It's possible. Uh, the Cinderella victory is possible. I also should say Alejo, my dear friend Alejo is in the comments saying it's not from Dancing in the Dark. I must see Bandwagon. It's a wonderful musical. Well, I love, first off, Alejo, I adore you. Um, and thank you for watching. Uh, Alejo, um, a, an incredibly talented costume designer who whose work has been seen on Goodsby's Age many, 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 many times. Um, including um, Holiday Inn, the very famous costumes from Holiday Inn. So hi, Alejo, we love you. And uh, yes, I do need to see Bandwagon. I do, 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 do. Okay, um, now to our next matchup, we've got a number four seated All That Jazz against a number 13 seated Easter Parade. Speaking of uh, fabulous costumes by Alejo, those uh, Easter Easter bonnets. Um, now, 
Annika, this is one of those, I, again, I have to confess, I've not seen all that jazz. Everyone start yelling at me, but it's a difficult one to find. I know it's a difficult one to find. Um, so Annika though, what do you think is going to happen here? I mean, Easter parade in some ways, maybe more seen than all that jazz. Maybe that's just my own personal thing, but um, what do you think is going to happen here? Yeah, I confess this is one of the ones that it's hard for me to predict. Um, I think Easter parade is, is in that era of movies. That's like, you know, obviously we have Judy Garland, we have Fred Astaire. It's, it's full of amazing costumes and dancing and it's a little bit lighter. It's Irving Berlin. It's not quite, I don't think it has really the place in kind of contemporary cinematic history that all that jazz is given. Um, all that jazz more critically lauded, a little bit more considered a, a important piece of filmmaking probably than Easter Parade. You have Fosse, it's, you know, autobiographical. I have to say, I watched all that jazz for the first and second time, because I watched it again over this past year. And it's, it's a pretty extraordinary film. So I just don't know how many people have seen it versus how many people have watched Easter Parade. Easter Parade might be the kind of thing you watch a million times. All that jazz, maybe not so much unless you're a big movie fan. Like, so this could really go either way for me. I personally went for all that jazz just because I I so admire it as a as a film, but I'm really up in the air. I was gonna say I I was kind of split on this one. I think I ended up predicting Easter Parade just because of name recognition. Um, but uh, I think yeah, it yeah. Win, all that jazz wins handily here. I think it won across all platforms, um, which is a little bit of a surprise. I think it's. Uh, it's fair to say that it won across all platforms. I expected Easter Parade to do a little better with some of our, um, like our email survey, which is a predominantly um, more classic geared audience. Um, so lots of love for all that jazz, which is uh, very encouraging. So now, now that you've watched it twice, I'm like, are you sending me the DVD or am I just gonna buy it? Like, where, where did you watch it? I think we just bought it on like Amazon Prime. I think you can okay. rent it on Amazon. I think we paid money to, to watch it somewhere. Watch it, okay. Well, then yeah. I'll have to do that. That'll have but to I'll, be I'll report back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Our next matchup, we've got a number six seated Fiddler on the Roof against a number 11 seated Les Mis. This, um, again, one of those that I, I think could go either direction. It's a really tough call. Fiddler, a very beloved movie adaptation by many. Les Mis, a more controversial um, adaptation, I think it's fair to say. Some people really love it. Some people really uh, don't like it. It's a, It's a very, like, I think... You either are totally good with it or totally not. Um, so, Annika, what what did you? I think you ended up predicting Fiddler here. I think I picked Les Mis. Talk about why you picked Fiddler. Yeah, I mean, I will admit this is. I can't believe I'm admitting this. Fiddler is a movie that I've never seen. Uh, it's on my list. I don't know how I missed it, but I've never seen the film version. Um, I think I picked it because I figured, you know, I, I personally like the movie of Les Mis a lot. Um, but the people that I know who do not like it really do not like it. And so I figured that that Fiddler was going to get the nostalgia factor, even though there are people who say that Fiddler, the movie is not great, not a great adaptation. Um, I, I think it's a little bit fresher with the people who don't like Les Mis. So uh, I figured that people were going to go that way rather than is. But again, this is another one where I'm like, I I'm not I'm not standing by that at all. It could go either way. So we do have an upset alert on this one. We're gonna we are gonna dive into the cross tabs here, I believe. Um, this is our first cross tabs look. Um, so yeah, we've got so look, check this out. So good Instagram, the Instagram audience, oh, pretty pretty by a slight margin on on the Goodspeed Instagram by on our podcast Instagram, a bit bigger of a margin. Even the Facebook audience favoring is, but the email vote overwhelmingly going for Fiddler on the Roof, which I don't think I can say is a surprise. The big question is how does that all sort out when it comes to vote totals and all that? So with that, we'll go back and Les Mis squeaks out a victory here over Fiddler on the Roof, upsetting Fiddler on the Roof. So Les Mis will make it to the next round. What are your wow. thoughts? Wow, I mean, Fascinating. First of all, it is fascinating for me. I mean, I think last year when we just had this on Instagram and Facebook, we had a different audience clearly on those two uh, platforms, but very interesting to see how different the email surveys are coming back. Um, yeah, I mean, this this kind of makes me happy. I like Les Mis and I'm, I'm glad that that film is getting a little bit of love. Um, 
even though I have some very specific notes for it, but. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Tom Hooper loves a close-up, famously. Loves a close-up. Also, I've never seen someone more covered in crap after that sewer scene. Like, I, I don't think a human being would ever survive that. But, that you know, tough. whatever. I detailed this all on a blog post from many years ago. So, shameless plug. Shameless plug. Um, blog will be good. Our next, our next matchup is a number three seed of in St. Louis versus a number 14 seeded Xanadu. We wanted to include Xanadu in the mix because it's one of those cult classic things. And we're like, you know what? Let's like, you know, we do love the eighties. So like, let's wreck the eighties a little bit more here. So, um, uh, Meet Me in St. Louis versus Xanadu. Where do you, I think I, for me, I think this is a pretty clear victory. I think Meet Me in St. Louis probably, you know, would take this one pretty easily, but what are your, what are your thoughts? I mean, I have to say I love Xanadu because it's so weird. And having, I actually came to Xanadu the movie backwards through Xanadu the show. Um, same. same. Yeah. So I think I can't, I may have predicted that Xanadu squeaked by because I was like, this was another candidate for me. Um, notably, um, the, my, the first person to comment to me about this, about this bracket was one of my friends, Becca, who said, um, meet me in St. Louis and Xanadu, you're making me choose. And I was like, oh, interesting. This is going to be a harder matchup than I thought. So, well, and it, and meet me in St. Louis does win pretty, pretty three, four with about three fourths of the vote. It's, it's, uh, it, it wins. Yeah. Uh oh. Really, um, uh, these cult classics really kind of outdo themselves against the bigger, the bigger name ones. So, I think, Anika, are you frozen right now? I, you had a little moment where you were frozen for a second, so that Am probably- Am I the one that's frozen? No. I don't I, know what's happening. Usually when that happens- I have no idea what's happening. This is really exciting. Well, <laughs> I, was I the one who was frozen? Well, no, because the weird thing is, is I, I will see you as frozen for a second, and then like 30 seconds after we come back, you'll be like, oh, you're frozen now. Huh. So- I don't know who it's a it's a gift to the audience they can see. I maybe it's fixing itself. Sometimes StreamYard can fix that kind of stuff. So I don't like I, I don't always know and I'm not watching it live. So um but, but I will I, say the 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 losers of this first round is making me want to do another bracket of just the losers of this first round because there's so many like of the the cult classic weirder, darker, small ones. And I would be fascinated to see like I feel like probably a lot of people voted for those. Um, specifically, and I'd love to see what happened with that. Like what happens if it's Xanadu versus Rocky Horror or Nightmare Before Christmas versus Hedwig, you know? Let's see if we get renewed for a third season. Let's see if we get renewed. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Um, okay, our our next matchup is a number seven seated Hello Dolly versus number ten seated Guys and Dolls. I think fair to say two all time classic musicals. Um, two. Uh, movie adaptations that are not considered to be as beloved as their um, stage counterparts, um, I think is uh, uh, the critical consensus. I will say and speak on for myself, and I know Annika agrees with me on this, but I personally actually really love Hello, Dolly! the movie. I think it's really great. It exists in its own thing that is like different from the show. Separate, it's like two, the show and it are like two separate entities. I think they both work and I adore both of them for their individual aspects. But Annika, talk about your your love of Hello, Dolly! I mean, it's this is a hard one for me because you know, if I go back now and watch Hello, Dolly! I, I the movie, I can still basically recite every single line. I must have watched it thousands of times when I was a kid. And my sister and I used to, to act it out. And hilariously, I was Dolly and she was Hello Dolly, which in her mind was a different character. And it actually worked very well because we were both able to say, play the same person with different names. And this I is, mean, so this is like a, a little bit personal for me because it's like, I, I can't comment really on the quality of it as a film because it's so much a part of my heart as a childhood thing. I, I It's hard for me to imagine Guys and Dolls beating it because I just feel like Guys and Dolls is kind of considered a not great adaptation of a great show. And I just don't know anybody who kind of watched it in the same way that I know people who watched Hello Dolly. So I'd be really surprised if Guys and Dolls takes this. So I, we're going to dive into the cross tabs on this one. It ends up not being at, I don't know if I actually officially labeled it an upset alert. I did label it an upset alert. So uh, let's dive. We are diving into the cross tabs here to see. So yeah, Hello Dolly really outperforms it on the social media platforms, but Guys and Dolls squeaks out a victory in the email survey, which I, I just think is interesting. 
and um, and somewhat uh, just worth noting. I think it's interesting that it has such a strength uh, among <clears throat> our primarily our, our strongest um, uh, older older set of voters. Um, but um, in general, oh god, wrong mouse. In general, it's not enough to take down Hello Dolly. Hello Dolly does remain in the competition, um, beating guys and dolls. So. Uh, Dolly lives to see another day. I think uh, we also do have uh, we do have Dolly on the street with comment. Goodbye. What? Goodbye. What are you talking about? Goodbye. 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 A subtle loser. A, or a subtle winner. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Dolly will never go away again. Never. Talk she'll never night. go away again. Um, okay. And then our final matchup in the upstage, in the upstage racket, an American in Paris versus Newsies. Again, um, uh, Annika has Newsies, a number 15 seed, winning the entire tournament. Um, but it's maybe toughest competition uh, is at the top with American in Paris, an all-time classic beloved movie musical. Um, I, I think, let's see, let's go ahead and click forward. We do have an upset alert. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, so let's... Uh, do we dive into the cross tabs? Okay, here we go. So check this out. Wow. So Newsies overwhelmingly on all social media platforms doing very well. It loses by, you know, a, by it gets only a third of the vote in the email survey. How does that all balance out? Is it gonna be enough? Is it gonna be enough? And I believe by the a pretty solid margin. Uh, about six out of 10 taking Newsies over American in Paris. So it will advance the next round. But there was a, a an early voting period. There was a very, very tight spot where I was like, ooh, Newsies may not actually pull it out. I was like, I, I don't know if that's a strength of American in Paris or maybe we overestimated Newsies, but are How you breathing? Dare you? How uh, dare you? I heard you about to say a weakness of Newsies and Newsies has no weakness. <laughs> I don't, I, I mean, Listen, but are you breathing a sigh of relief, Annika, that Newsies- I, I am. I would have been embarrassed if my, like, I'm happy being wrong. I've been wrong several times already. And it's like, but I would be very deeply embarrassed if, if the one that I thought was going to maybe like make it to the big, the big battle has been knocked out in the, in the very first round. But I mean, it, it definitely could be, could be worse. Okay. So- uh, just as a quick reminder, um, we are all we are here right now because of Goodspeed on Demand, the launch of Goodspeed on Demand, and the stream of passing through that is going on right now. You can literally go right now over to Goodspeed.org and get a ticket for twenty-five dollars to watch. Um, once you click the link that is sent to you by the box office, you have 72 hours. You can watch it as many times as you want within that 72 hour window as soon as you click that link. Um, and you can watch the incredible, incredible archival capture of um, Passing Through. So because we are here celebrating our beloved production of Passing Through, we're gonna show you a brief clip of the title number. So, and it's an earworm, let me tell you, this is the one that I can never ever get out of my head. So we'll be right back after this clip from Passing Through. Burn walking and pain walking, and I might go insane walking when every bone and joint wants to explode. But when I can't take more walking, then fury take more walking to keep me walking further down the road. And when I die, there'll be nothing for the I mean, it just the joy that radiates from this production and from the stage is just, it's great. It's its so great. And that song is so great. And I'm so sorry that there isn't an original cast recording because they're very oh. expensive. <laughs> but, I mean, they're expensive, but like, you know. I mean, I just would play those, those songs all the time. They're so I mean, good. 
I would too. Um, and I do have our uh, reporter in the field actually has Gene Kelly here for comment on American in Paris's um, defeat. Here's here we're going live to Gene Kelly. I got rhythm. I got music. I got my gal who could ask for anything more. I got Daisy. I got in green pastures. My gal who could ask for anything more Old man trouble I don't mind him You won't find him Round my door uh, I, I Now I feel bad that American in Paris was knocked out because Listen, I, I, I pulled the clip and then I forgot I pulled the clip <laughs> for comment <laughs> So I was like, oh no, I can't let it go <laughs> <laughs> so sorry you're watching it's live folks there's no editing it's live um but we are going to head on down to the downstage left division so Annika I'm going to remind everyone of these are Annika's predictions here for the downstage left division you've got Sound of Music beating Cats you've got Annie um or topping um Victor Victoria you've got uh Willy Wonka taking over High School Musical and upset there. You've got Star is Born um, beating Yentl, The Wiz beating On the Town, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang overtaking Top Hat, Little Shop prevailing over Yankee Doodle Dandy and Cabaret taking over State Fair. And uh, I will remind the viewers and listeners that you do have Little Shop of Horrors winning this entire division. So uh, what are you, are you nervous? Are you got, you've predicted a lot of upsets in, in this division. Are you nervous headed into results? Well, see, the, the thing is, did I? I mean, I, I would say that some of these are like, I honestly don't know, you know? Like, I, I really, like, they don't, those kind of all seem like the obvious picks for me, but I could be very, very wrong. Like, there's somewhere I'm honestly like, I don't know about Yentl and A Star Is Born like that. Those, I I could but I could see Yentl taking it. You know, I don't know, but like, I, I'm not sure. I this a lot of these are just tough battles, except for I mean, versus Cats. I was I was gonna say it's a it's a and I I've got High School Musical. I think where the only place where we differ is yeah. I've got High School High School Musical um, prevailing over Willy Wonka. Um, I also predicted Chitty Chitty Bang Bang would overtake Top Hat. Um, and that Annie um, would overtake Victor Victoria, although I, I must speak uh, a little bit of justice for Victor Victoria, a movie that not a ton of people have seen as a Julie Andrews stan. Um, I can assure you it is a delightful evening of film uh, and I really do love it quite a lot, but it's against our um, hometown hero here at Goodspeed, uh, everyone's favorite redheaded orphan, uh, Annie. Uh, so, you know, I, I think if any audience is going to defeat, uh, you know, I think Annie is also widely beloved, although I think, you know, we'll get into that. So anyway, okay, let's okay. head on back to to the uh, to the results live here. Okay, so we've got Sound of Music versus Cats. Um, obviously, Cats coming out almost, well, I know uh, over a year ago now, um, a very... Uh, uh, maligned movie adaptation, I think is fair to say. Sound of Music, of course, one of the all-time most popular movie musicals, outgrossing, uh, when you adjust for inflation, outgrossing almost, I mean, a ton of other movies. I think Adjusted for Inflation is like the third highest grossing movie of all time or something. I mean, it's like insanely, insanely popular. Uh, obviously, I'm biased. It's, it's behind me and as a Julie Andrews stan. Uh, but I don't think it's a surprise to anyone that it walks away with the um, biggest victory of round one entirely, the absolute biggest margin with 95% um, voting for Sound of Music. I have to say I'm fascinated that even 5% voted for Cats. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I would wager a, a guess that that is an anti-Sound of Music vote and not a pro-Cats vote. Although in the case of one of my dearest friends, Jake Green, it was indeed a pro-Cats vote because he loves Cats that much on stage that he wants to see the movie. Uh, it's a little bit of a protest vote in some ways that I did speak with him about. And I would uh, say with love and affection to the 5% that voted for Cats, seek treatment. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> only, love. Like, only love for all of our musical nerds. But mm -hmm. I, well, I also feel like Cats- Who, who hurt you? Who hurt you? <laughs> well, ca Cats, went very quickly into that realm of like 
so bad it's good a little bit. So there might be some of that. But yeah, this definitely strikes me as like the scene in Jurassic Park where you have the goat tied up for the T-Rex. Like clearly here we have the sound of music is the T-Rex and poor cats is the tied up goat. I mean, it's it's a tough uh, it's a tough look for cats. A show that I do I do actually really like on stage, um, but the movie was a a giant question mark. Although I will say, as we bid adieu to it, I will say I thought Taylor Swift was really great in it, and that is maybe not a popular opinion. I thought McCavity, like that number, was the best. I thought the best part of the whole thing. I thought she was great. Okay, well we can talk about that later. But I will say. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly the, the problem with cats does not lie with the cast. I mean, there's such sure. extraordinary people um, doing really great performances, beautiful dancing. I was uh, gonna say, or even the other, yeah. Like yeah, if only they yeah. had filmed it like it was dancing and not added digital weirdness on top of it. But you know, whatever. Whatever. Okay, our next matchup, a number eight seated Victor Victoria taking on a number nine seated Annie. Um, as is probably no surprise to anyone watching, we do have an upset alert. Um, and uh, we're gonna go, I, I we're not even going to go into the uh, we're not going to go into the cross tabs here um, because it's quite an overwhelming victory for Annie um, getting about seven out of 10 votes, um, a little over two thirds, I guess, um, for Annie here. Again, not a super surprise. Victor Victoria, not as nearly as seen, though, maybe more critically acclaimed than mm -hmm. um, an adaptation of Annie that I, is a little more controversial, I think, than people like to think about. I think there are some people who grew up with it and really love it. Um, I think there, um, as we talked about again on In the Spotlight, Good Speed Musicals podcast, where we deep dive into classic musicals one at a time, uh, that uh, Charles Strauss himself was not super happy with um, the movie adaptation of Annie and the original creator is not really happy with his adaptation, though it does, of course, feature iconic performances from Carol Burnett, Tim Curry, and Bernadette Peters, and um, Anne Ryan King. We got Annie. Yeah. Famously. Um, but Annika, any thoughts on this as we, as we bid adieu to Victor Victoria? No, I mean, I agree about Victor Victoria. It's another one that I watched over the past year and it's a really delightful film. So if you haven't seen it, then um, put that on your list. Again, again, we have the dark kind of weird ones featuring like clubs and uh, gender topics are definitely falling by the wayside here, which it's you know, a, tough, a tough look. Yeah, maybe we should do a, a little mini bracket. Maybe we should of the, of the of the chestnuts, the lesser knowns. The, mm -hmm. uh, um, and I do think we actually have uh, Victoria Grant here for comment. And in spite of what you think, Monsieur Lobis, there are some professions where practice does make perfect. What in hell was that? B flat. What a great joke. <laughs> I think it's funny. So good. Blake Edwards. Blake Edwards, ladies and gentlemen. Um, okay, and now we've got High School Musical, number five seated, one of the all-time popular um, musicals, certainly with a particular generation, really turned on a generation to uh, musical theater in general. Uh, I also will say that I did... Um, uh, perform in it in high school. Uh, and it was a really fun show to be in the ensemble in. Uh, but again, against a, another beloved childhood classic, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory at a number 12 seed. Um, I, I have to say, we do have an upset alert here. And I am very shocked. I, I'm shocked that Willy Wonka did as well as it did. I really thought High School Musical was going to pull it out. Um, but it's not even, you know, it's really not not too close, about two thirds to one third favoring Willy Wonka. What are your thoughts, Annika? I mean, I think this is an example of like, even us being like, even though we're not that part, far apart in age, this this is where it shows, because I'm not shocked by this at all. And this might be the first time that I've predicted correctly what you have not predicted correctly. <laughs> um, I don't think so, because you predicted, did you say all that jazz? I don't remember. I know I didn't. Yeah, I can't remember now either. Um, but yeah, I mean, this movie, which in my mind is, they're all Charlie and the Chocolate Factory in my mind. So uh, it's, I was kind of like, it's called Willy Wonka. But um, yeah, this movie is just a, a classic in the way that High School Musical, while I'm like, oh yeah, that's really fun. Like it, it just really didn't make a dent. Um, I mean, I, I have to say, I hate High School Musical. I mean, I hate it like <laughs> a lot. 
but it was very popular like as i was growing and like my i guess i was on the older cusp of the group that found it popular or really oh, liked it but oof well, you know, it's so funny to me. It feels like every 20 years, something comes around and it's just like the most basic musical theater plot structure imaginable. Like it's just the basic plot structure with like a slightly different setting. And then it like blows people's minds and everybody loves it. And that, to me, it's always like, well, yeah, I mean, it's a reset of like musicals work. And this is a kind of that for that situation. I would say that like the enduring power of musical of musicals and of yeah. musical theater. Okay, I think we do actually have Willy, Won uh, Willy Wonka himself here for comment on the victory. So you get nothing, you lose. Good day, sir. A humble victor, a humble yeah. victor. Um, <laughs> I could not, I could not, um, okay. <laughs> Um, our next matchup, we've got a number uh, four seated Stars Born against number 13 seated Yentl. Uh, the diva show off here uh, in many ways. Uh, of course, Barbara Streisand goes on to star in her own adaptation of Stars Born. Um, we've, but we've got the divas up against each other, though she also she directed Yentl. Um, and yeah. um, uh, Yentl, a really uh, beloved movie with uh, a subset of people, but Stars Born again on that list of all time, uh, all time great classics. I, I don't know that I can say I'm super surprised that Stars Born walks out with about three fourths of the vote. I, I, I don't think I'm surprised by that. But what are your thoughts, Annika? You know, it's so funny. Star is Born is something that I kind of missed for a lot of my life. All of the adaptations of it, like it was really, and and obviously I was like a showbiz kid, but. Um, it was really only after this most recent adaptation that I kind of became aware of what a massive cultural force it was, which is kind of weird because it's such a massive cultural force that I sort of, I'm surprised I, I wasn't really, it wasn't super on my radar. So yeah, I think this also could be gaining a little bit of power because there are three versions of A, a Star is Born. So I'm sure there are a lot of people who maybe only saw the most recent one and are thinking that like, that this kind of is a category rather than a single film. Um, well, I, I think it's also fair to say that Judy Garland in the con uh, in the context of Judy Garland's career, I think Star is Born is a lot more important than Yentl is in yeah. the context of Barbara's. I think it's fair to say. I think Barbara, you know, for the fans and the the massive like Star is Born is like pretty widely considered to be Judy Garland's finest film performance, especially by her fans. Mm. Um, famous Oscar um, loss that everyone thought she was going to win an Oscar for it, and she and she did not. Uh, whereas Yentl, I think, I mean, Barbara Streisand, how can you beat Funny Girl? And we've also got Dolly, you know, like, so, and Judy Garland obviously has Wizard of Oz in the competition and, and is not, like, you know, down on her luck. Right. But I think in that regard, if you're, if you're picking between divas, I think it's, I, I understand why uh, a lot of people go for Star is Born here. Mm -hmm. So our next matchup, we've got a number six seated Wiz against a number 11 seated on the town. <clears throat> um, it is uh, a little closer than I expected, frankly, on these two, um, but Wiz going, is going to take it with about um, six out of every 10 voting for it. Um, so a surprising amount of love for on the town, I, I think, but um, the Wiz obviously an enduring um, classic and um, one of those all time uh, amazing, great movies. So we've got both adaptations of The Wizard of Oz advancing to the next round. Ooh, it could be a whiz-off, ultimately. Who, who, I mean, yes, it could. Sorry. That sounds a lot filthier than it. <laughs> I mean, uh, no comment. <laughs> just leaving that there. Just leaving that there. But I will say, uh, On the Town is a, is a really fantastic show, and um, I think a pretty solid adaptation. This is another one that I didn't see. I, I should have done more I haven't actually seen it either. So Although, I've seen it on stage, but I've not seen the movie. Nothing is really going to be the, the Wiz. I mean, it would be hard for me to vote for something that isn't the Wiz because I love the Wiz a lot. I, it, I agree with you on that. Yeah. On that. Okay. And now we've got a, a number three seated Top Hat against a uh, 14 seated Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Again, I think um, Top Hat, one of those all time like AFI Top 100, like the cream of the crop Fred Astaire, Ginger Roger movie. Um, uh, a lot, a lot of love again. A wonderful Irving Berlin score, um, but we do have an upset alert here. Um, we're gonna—I don't even know if we're gonna dive into the cross tabs because it's quite the overwhelming victory uh, for Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, taking 63% of the vote. So a number 14 seated Chitty Chitty Bang Bang overtaking Top Hat. Your thoughts? 
I mean, this was another one that I really felt could go either way. Um, I just, I think, you know, there's a, there's a longevity to movies that are for kids or for families, I think, because so many people watch them when they were kids and then they show their kids and like Top Hat, I think a lot of people watch, but I don't think a lot of people are like, oh, I got to show Top Hat to my kids. And then, you know, so Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, I think is, is a movie that people do watch over and over and over again. Um, man, I realize this entire bracket makes it sound like all I weight heavily is like whether you watched it a ton as a kid. But well, uh, but I mean, I do think like that sentimentality that that accompanies like it carries a lot with people for a very long time, and like yeah. I think that's something that uh, we uh, I don't want to say we forget, but we almost take for granted. I think when when thinking about the the landscape of movie musicals is that like that those formative years, like a lot of these. Um, movies really hold like dear places in people's hearts and are very formative. Yeah. So uh, I think it takes a very um, kind of particular um, quality to overtake that, um, yeah. you know, on, on a certain level, I think, especially in head to head matchups. I think the other thing too, is like if Chitty Chitty Bang Bang were up against a different number three seed, um, yeah. you know, I don't know that it would do as well, but I, that's, watch my my friends are going to come for me for that comment I, my group there was blowing up last night about how um invested they are in the future of Chi Chi bang bang so um uh russian troll farm in, in involved in our new movie musical march madness on behalf of Chi bang bang okay our next our next uh matchup is a number seven seed little shop of horrors against number 10 seed yankee doodle dandy again um yankee doodle dandy one of the um all-time greats on the AFI Top 100 of all time list, um, surprisingly enough. Not one that I know, but again, James Cagney, a huge uh, movie musical star. Um, but this one ends up not being close. Um, Little Shop beating it handily with about four-fifths of the vote. Again, I don't say, I don't think we can say we're surprised by that victory. Um, but um, Annika, you have Little Shop winning this entire division. So um, uh, yeah. are you happy? Are you relieved? I mean, I would have been very surprised if Yankee Doodle Dandy had, had uh, frankly, even gotten close to Little Shop. Um, I think Little Shop has big staying power. I think it could be in the final two even. I think, heck, it, it could even maybe take it. But um, I, I just feel like it's such a beloved movie. It's a great adaptation of that stage show. Um, you know, it's it's beloved. I mean, I know a lot of people for whom Little Shop is their favorite movie or their favorite show. And Yankee Doodle Dandy, to me, is a is an important part of history. But I have never seen it personally. I well, didn't even really know about it that much. So I feel like it's just not that present in the minds of a lot of people in the way that Little Shop is. I think it's also very telling. Um, I don't think I, I I don't think we're gonna show these cross tabs, but um, Little Shop wins across every single platform. So even mm -hmm. with our uh, with our predominantly um, older subscriber audience, that I think to which Yankee Doodle Dandy like is uh, right at the center of of that um, of love and adoration and and justifiably so. I mean, uh, James Cagney. I watched some clips from it, and it's a very charming, wonderful. Um, performance from him and celebrating George and Cohan. So, uh, but even on, even in that, we're in a, in a demo that it should play really well with little shop still wins. Yeah. So um, I do think we do have um, George and Cohan um, or James Cagney as uh, George and Cohan here for comment on um, how he feels about the loss. Tell all the gang at 42nd street that I will soon be there of how I'm yearning to mingle with that old-time throng. Give my regards to old Broadway and say that I'll be there ever. You know, he still loves it. He's he's going out happy. Um, yeah. but Which is good, because I feel like uh, if Little Shop had to say goodbye, there would be a lot. <laughs> there would be a lot. <laughs> I mean, talk about talk about the bots coming after us. Um, okay, so our final matchup in the round in round one, we're almost all the way through round one. Um, through all thirty-two matchups, is Cabaret, a number two seated Cabaret versus number fifteen seated State Fair. 
Um, again, I think it's fair to compare State Fair in a lot of ways to Gigi, um, which we talked about um, a couple days ago when it was up against Mary Poppins. Um, State Fair, a movie that happens after Roger and Hammerstein have the huge success of Oklahoma on Broadway. And State Fair really um, takes a lot uh, although it was it's an adaptation of material that already exists, there are a lot of similarities um, between State Fair and Oklahoma in a, in a way that there are a lot of similarities between Gigi and My Fair Lady. Um, even as I was rewatching clips of State Fair, I was like, oh, this is very much like, you know, uh, kind of like Oklahoma, which is probably why it happened and why it was successful in the time it came out. But it, a thoroughly charming, um, a thoroughly charming chestnut, if you haven't seen it, I uh, it's a fun, you know, with some beautiful music by Roger Hammerstein, but uh, not surprising, I think that Cabaret, again, one of the most celebrated movie adaptations of all time. Um, again, uh, certainly an, an adaptation that um, is very different from its stage show, but right. um, holds its own against the stage show and has been so successful as a film that it has informed later versions of the show in ways that we see with, um, uh, there was a very specific example that I was going to bring up that I am, oh, Greece. Um, that was the example I was gonna bring up that it, it that the movie version of Greece has since informed stage productions of Greece. And yeah. I think that the, the same is true for Cabaret. So I don't think we're shocked about this one, but um excited to see how far, I mean, Cabaret versus Little Shop is going to be a very interesting matchup. I know it's going to be like the battle of the sort of dark, sexy and weirds. It's, it's an interesting one. Okay. So with that, let's preview what's happening this weekend on Saturday. We're voting on stage, right? We're going back to the other side and the upstage division. We've got a number one seated singing in the rain against an eight seated seven brides, a five seated King and I up against a four seated funny girl, uh, a six seated Oklahoma up against a third seated Mary Poppins and a seven seated hairspray against a number two seated Chicago. Uh, it's a fascinating um, list of matchups. I have to say personally, Oklahoma versus Mary Poppins feels like an attack on my biography, um, being from Oklahoma and it holding a very special place in my heart and Mary Poppins being um, one of my two favorite movies of all time. So uh, I, I, I mean, I know where I'm gonna vote, but still um, some interesting like stylistic matchups that, that um, in terms of like genre and era, that are that are kind of um, at play here, Annika. It's it should be an interesting one. Yeah, it definitely should be. I feel like I know where I'm going to vote on most of these, but there's definitely one or two that are going to be tough. Yeah, I, and then on the downstage division, um, stage right, we've got a number one seated West Side Story up against a nine seated Greatest Showman, a five seated Moulin Rouge up against a four seated White Christmas, an eleven seated Mamma Mia up against a third seated Grease, and a number seven seated Dream Girls up against a number two seated My Fair Lady. Um, a little more uh, eclectic, uh, a matchup um, on, in the downstage um, set, not as a. Uh, kind of neat and poetic, I think, is the upstage division. Um, but I think looking at this matchup, on, looking at these eight matchups that we're going to vote on, um, starting actually really tonight at 12, uh, 12 a.m., uh, you can visit the Goodspeed Instagram story, the Goodspeed Facebook story, the In the Spotlight podcast story, um, and the survey is actually is going out in email today. Um, so there will be a quick survey turnaround. We'll see how many people check their emails on the weekend. Um, but... If you had to look at all these matchups and put one of these matchups on an upset alert as a potential a potential upset, what what would you pick? Um, you mean that it's going to be close, or that either it's close, be either closer than we would think, or actually an up an actual upset where it like a lower seed overtakes a higher seed? I mean, I feel like. I, I mean, I feel like the ones that I'm looking at as being question marks, because I, I, I feel pretty confident about how most of these are going to go. Um, the question marks for me are the one you said, Oklahoma versus Mary Poppins. I think that's going to be tight. And I'll be very interested to see Mamma Mia versus Greece, because I feel like they occupy the same category of like, fun kind of boppy shows that people put on and, and watch a lot, obviously from different eras. I think there could be something happening in the dream girls versus my fair lady too. I don't know. I mean, I was gonna say, I think if there's one, I mean, technically Moulin Rouge is a lower seed than white Christmas. So mm -hmm. I, I expect Moulin Rouge to actually prevail there. And so I Me guess too. that's an upset alert. I, but if there's one that I think 
that one would not be a surprise, I guess, to me. And it's what I predicted. But if I am worried, um, I guess I worry for West Side Story's fate against Greatest Showman. I think that has the potential to be the biggest surprise um, upset. I, I predicted West Side Story would prevail. Um, and I'm going to stick to that. But I get very nervous. <laughs> I am... Share your concern. I, I'm I'm nervous about it. I think I'm also I'm uh, Mamma Mia Grease will be interesting. I'm also interested to see Chicago hairspray. I think yeah. there's a world where hairspray could kind of overtake it. Um, yeah. You know, I, I can throw up our massive predictions, really our our whole list predictions. So, um, you know, Annika, you you're showing strength in uh, in all of these. I mean, I think we pretty much line up and agree on what we think will take it. Although you've got King and I beating Funny Girl. I think I took, I picked Funny Girl um, and I um, picked, yeah, yeah. Our bottoms match totally, but I think, yeah. Oh, and, and yeah, I guess that's, uh, yeah, that's yours. So that's the only one we disagree on, I guess, technically, mm -hmm. but um, well, it, but also these are not all the matchups that we, that we originally predicted and thought. So who knows? Yeah. Um, and then on Sunday, We've got the stage left division. So we'll do back-to-back -back days of voting and then we'll be back here live on Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern to talk about all of these matchups. Um, and then there are a lot less matchups to talk about and we have um, some potential, some special surprises maybe in store. So um, as we have a little bit more um, more time to chat about fun facts and things. Um, but we've got a number one seated Wizard of Oz against an eight seated Music Man, a 12 seated Cinderella over a four seated All That Jazz, an 11 seated Les Mis up against a three seated Meet Me in St. Louis, a seven seated Hello Dolly up against a two seated Newsies um, in the upstage left division. I mean, I think Newsies, certainly I would put um, Hello Dolly on an upset alert. I would put Meet Me in St. Louis on an upset alert. I would put All That Jazz on an upset alert. Um, I, that, I think we're going to see a lot of those lower seeds prevail in that upstage division. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, I would like um, some privacy and uh, sympathy for the difficult time it's going to be for me to have to choose between Hello Dolly and Newsies. Thank you. I I can't promise I'm going to vote on those two because I almost really I almost snorted at you requesting privacy during these difficult times. It's a difficult ah, time. Ah, it's ah. a difficult time. It's my childhood my childhood yeah. versus my childhood. So that's a tough one. I feel that way a little bit about Wizard of Oz versus Music Man, although I, I know where I'm gonna I know where I'm gonna pick, but I, I feel I feel similarly. Um yeah. not as strongly though. Not as strongly, but um okay, yeah. in the downstage division, we've got a number one seated um sound of music against a nine seated Annie. Um I think again, fair to say that um that's the family showdown, the family movie showdown. We'll see where that goes. Um yeah. number twelve seated Willy Wonka up against uh a three seated Star is Born, um, I think, uh, or a four-seated Star is Born. I can't, yeah, four-seated Star is Born. Sorry, 12 versus four. Um, I, I think I would put that one on an upset alert. I think Willy Wonka showing some strength that I did not expect. So I would I would bet that it prevails there. Then we've got The Wiz versus Choo Choo Bang Bang. Again, two childhood beloved movies. We'll, we'll see how that one works out. Um, and then um, Little Shop versus Cabaret, the, the uh, I, I don't want to say risque, but the the darker the darker movie kind of showdown, um, the sexy darker show showdown, I guess is the the best way to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is it's this is already getting hard. It's it's so interesting. I I agree with you. I think Sound of Music will probably prevail. Willy Wonka for sure, but maybe not for sure. Um, I'll be so interested to see these bottom two. I mean, for me, The Wiz versus Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is is a no-brainer because of how much I love The Wiz and because Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is just not really familiar to the movie for me um, in the same way that Wiz is. I mean, Little Shop versus Cabaret, I think. That's tough. No, I know what I know I'm voting for, but I but can't guarantee that's gonna be how everyone votes. I mean, I think you've got, we've got Little Shop taking the entire the entire bracket down here. Um, yeah. and look at you getting all of those picks right today in the in the downstage um, in the downstage right division. I I certainly did not. I had High School Musical going quite far, um, but it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. 
yeah, it'll be really interesting. So with that, um, we will bid you adieu. Um, thank you all for joining us for the second day of round one. And uh, don't forget, you can vote on Saturday for those matchups and then on Sunday for the other set of matchups. And we'll be back here on Monday at 1 p.m. for live results. And that live results show will also go into the podcast feed as well. Um, you can vote on the Goodspeed Instagram, the podcast Instagram, the Goodspeed Facebook, and um, in the Goodspeed email survey that should be coming to your inbox. If it isn't already, it may already be there. They may have spoiled us. Um, yeah. They may have spoiled us, but I think that's going to do it for us today. So we will uh, sign off with um, uh, a beloved clip. And uh, don't forget to go ahead and go on over. It's Friday. It's Friday night. The perfect way to spend your Friday night is with passing through. So head on over to goodspeed.org, get passing through, get your link to passing through, watch it with the whole family, watch it on date night, watch it. I guarantee you, you will have a fabulous, fabulous time and uh, you're supporting Goodspeed and new musical work and some really exciting stuff. So check it out and we will see you same place on same bat time, same bat channel, Monday, 1 p.m. Eastern. Bye everyone. Bat Monday. Bye, everyone. So long, farewell, I'll be to say adieu.